Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. On 1116 SEM, the award-winning crunch time. What the H is a deal on a Honda? Search Honda Offers to find out about our great deals. Head to Subway and try the new hot-grilled paninis. It's a night of upheaval on the AFL landscape with Brad Scott and North Melbourne poised to part company. The only question now is when. Mark Robinson's report late today simply stated it's over and so it is. If you've come to this decision, whether it be amicable or otherwise, do it immediately. Just do it. Just be done with it. The conversation coming out on a, on a Friday afternoon is the worst timing possible. I can tell you up until 20-odd minutes ago, some of the players didn't know anything about this. Yeah. They were unaware that this was even on the cards that was going to happen mid-year. So you're going to have 22 players turn up tomorrow with a man standing in front of them that's what, he's going to challenge them to perform, he's going to challenge them to, to sacrifice their body for the cause when he's probably not going to be there in the next 48 hours. If you're going to rip the Band-Aid off, rip it off. And so it shall be ripped, the last day of Brad Scott at the helm of North Melbourne. A decade-long journey comes to a shuddering end as the first coaching domino falls. The how, the why, and the what comes next dominates discussion. Slides through the middle, lovely handball to Clark now, buddy. Tries to shake off Wells, he did. He got rid of Daniel Wells, and an Indigenous round. The greatest or one of them ever Indigenous players drives a lovely long goal. He's back. Reed to a dangerous area. Daniel Wells for another one. Not quite. He did the second time. Got it off the ground. Wells has got three. What a return for the champ. Parker gets it going forward. Dangerous ball out the back. Papley's in the area. Buddy's in the area too. Franklin's got two. And the Swans hit the front of the SCG. Their favourite sons back on deck. It's up and down the elevator shaft. Main in the goal square. Oh, oh. Wally was on the ground. It's a bicycle kick while he was laying down. Does some of his best work horizontally. <laughs> Chris Main oh. has kicked an amazing goal. Collingwood storming out of the middle. The emerging Callum Brown. He's oh. run too far. Van Inkham umpire. He ran 35 metres. That's crazy. It's a goal. These are the sort of wins that can be the difference between top two and not. The Pies make it seven in a row. It's another nail-biter between Sydney and Collingwood, but it's the Pies by seven. Our will to win has been really strong, and we just we keep finding a way. You know, we're not going to win every game, but we're going to be competitive, and we're going to impose our brand on it and give ourselves every chance. Sometimes you lose a game, you don't go backwards. Probably how I felt now is, is just that. They're a fantastic team last year's grand final team, and we gave it a fair bit tonight, and uh, it wasn't good enough in the end, but geez, I reckon we had a go. Collingwood pulled the same trick three weeks running, coming from behind to mow down the Swans as Dane Rampey again lands himself in the headlines. I'm uh, extremely apologetic for the way in which I acted, um, the words in which I used, and how I spoke to umpire Barlow. A lot of the stuff Bryce did last week, we, we were, we're really happy with, but we need him to play 
good footy consistently in all the areas of our game and, and at the moment he's not doing that. As leaders we just felt like it was the right time to really get the whole group in and have some home truths and we basically just opened the floor for everyone, no one held back and it was a, it was a really good meeting. And a week with significant ramifications for clubs and individuals alike. We'll examine the fallout from the headlines in the crunch. This is the round 10 edition of Crunch Time for Honda. What the H is the deal on a Honda? Search Honda offers to find out about our great deals and head to Subway and try the new hot grilled paninis. When North Melbourne players left Arden Street late on a Friday afternoon, there was no reason to think anything was at play other than this fixture against the Bulldogs at Marvel today. That changed when Robbo filed, it's over. The Kangaroos players in the next hour will reconvene with Brad Scott and it will be for the last time. It is a matter of fact that Brad Scott will coach this afternoon and hold a press conference tomorrow, ending a decade-long tenure at North Melbourne. Jared Waitley with you for Crunch Time. David King, as he was last night when this news was all breaking, is alongside me again. Kingy, it is a most peculiar afternoon to be coming to the footy. Yeah, morning, guys. Uh, it's, it's an amazing day. It's, it's, it's got all the emotions, Jared. It really has. As a North Melbourne person, a, a North Melbourne tragic, I'm excited by the next 48 hours and what, what happens after that. I'm, you know, in a lot of ways, sad that it comes to this and there's always fallout and a lot of people get damaged. And what our industry does, unfortunately, is we whack on the way out um, and then we throw our arms around after that. Brad's put 10 years of his life into the North Melbourne Football Club and we have to thank him for that. Whether you think it's been a success or otherwise, we thank him for that. Now, it's always critical at the end, and it has been for some time with myself and Brad. Uh, put that out there, but I think I think we're ready now. We're ready. We're ready for new opportunity, new horizons, new messages. Someone that the, the fans can reconnect with. I think there's been a bit of a disconnect between Brad and the, and the rusted on North Melbourne uh, fan. It's a different fan base, Jared. They, it's a different place. So, you know, the next decision I'm finding really exciting. I walked up Warringeri Way to come into the ground. I, I saw the Pope Mobile with its <laughs> bulletproof glass. I thought, oh, Kane's here. <laughs> Kane Corns, <laughs> lovely to see you in the flesh. Uh, hello, Jared. Hello, Kingy Bob. Yeah, well, what amazing news. Story, it's got big, a fake moustache. Biggest on. story of the year. But, uh, Kingy, I feel like you've sent something was up for a while this year. I read your article, terrific one, about the, the lack of shin bone of spirit, that that may have been after round six or seven. I can't remember exactly. But you've known something from just from the outside without speaking to you about it uh, off air. Something's amiss this year. Is that fair? Um, yeah, yeah, probably. And, and I, I, you get information, a lot of it in hindsight, Jared, and... I think what's happened, and let's read between the lines a bit here, and this is the mark of the man. Brad Scott has clearly gone to a board meeting and has said, OK, I promised you guys that the moment I didn't think I was the man, I'd let you know. And he's done that. And then from that point forward, I think he's probably... You know when you you, 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 you give notice of the job? Mm. Once you do that, mm. or you decide to sell your house, you, you don't quite look after it the same. You don't quite apply yourself the same. So the, the next period probably hasn't been Brad's best. And so when things sort of fall, um, your eyes not quite dotted and your T's not quite crossed, it can cause a lot of tension, probably on the back of that, Kane, I'd say. And, the, and 
you know, that comes off the back of Brad being admirable, really, and putting the club first. So we'll work through a little bit of that detail in a moment. Bob yep. Murphy's with us in Launceston. Bob, welcome. Morning, boys. Jared, David, g'day, Kane. Uh, good to hear your voices. Um, like you, um, you know, kind of, kind of shell shocked by by the news of yesterday and all the all the questions that we have around that. So looking forward to a chat all the way from ch- a chilly but but quite romantic <laughs> Tasmania. What what? How would you be if you're a North Melbourne player heading to the ground today, Bob? With all that's happened since last you were together and there was nothing to be said. At, at best, I think you'd be confused, and at worst, I think you'd be pretty angry, Jared. I think football. There's a, there's an element of delusion in in football, and part of that delusion is that when you're at that footy club, you 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 have to you believe that that you are all in it together. And part of the delusion is that might be for a very long time, but in reality, you know that at the end of every season, players will leave and there's movement, and that that's just the way of the world. But so you kind of get conditioned to that, but for this this level of upheaval in, at round ten, I think, and you know the players are sort of finding out the day before a game, I think they'd be um, they'd be all over the shop emotionally. So the timeline is a board meeting a few weeks ago, and Brad Scott went and presented a strategic direction to the board. At which point, once that had finished, it was a lengthy presentation. He said, if you endorse this strategy you won't get the fresh air that you need with me at the helm. And so began a conversation around what does the future look like? I think there are philosophical differences as well. I think Brad probably presented something that looked like full rebuild and that doesn't necessarily marry up with other views on the board who think that there's this pot of money that they absolutely should be spending um, and gathering the team as quickly as possible. The, The weeks go on. And then there's a conversation this week at which it becomes perfectly clear that Brad won't be the coach. Um, and the timeline was probably set for a couple of weeks' time. I think it would have happened before the bye. And then Robbo's piece lands at 5 o'clock last night. So from what I can glean, Brad Scott's manager didn't know that that story was about to land. I'm not sure the family knew that the story was about to land. The players, certainly, there was nothing to say to the players when they were leaving. It was business as usual coming here today and then... That all blew up at five o'clock. So it's been a pretty frantic period in the interim, mm. as you can imagine, as players are trying to make sense of it. And that poses the question, well, what does it look like in the next hour when with, they all come back together? With, before you leave that, which makes it a great story. So full credit to Mark Robinson for getting the biggest story of the year ahead of time. Because if you, if you wait patiently, Jared, it's everywhere on every, on every platform at five o'clock today. So full credit to Robbo. Well done. But I think it's caught the club unaware. They, I don't think, were sure what was the, actually going to be written, how strong it was going to be, when it was going to land. So the timing is, is really awkward for the kangaroos. But that, that's the world we live in now. That's, you know, get on with it. doesn't matter. Dust yourself off. Go again. Um, does it really matter what happens today? I think it does. I really do. And I think we learn, you know, we, 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 we would have great... Just a, just a great recognition of what they'd be able to do to Kangaroos today if Zeeble, Cunnington, Brown, Thompson mm. could say, this guy's been awesome for us as a coach. He's backed us every time we've been fit and ready to roll. Set the game up for those four or five guys in particular. We owe him one. We owe him a performance. We've got to get the group together, and that's going to be a challenge. But most of these guys are pretty young. 
They, they don't really understand. They're still worrying about their own game, some yep. of them. I, so it'll be a big challenge for Jack Siebel and the crew. You asked, Bob, how would you feel as a player, Jared? I, I'd be really angry because if I'm... What direction does this mean that the club's going to go in? Now, to me, it, it means you go young. If, if you're moving the coach on now, you, you're going to win maybe six, seven games for the year. You've got no option but to get a new coach in and rebuild. You're not getting a new coach in to top up and trying to track some free agents, which they haven't been able to do. So if I'm Zeeble, Thompson, Higgins, you know, these guys are 28 plus. It's the older bracket, isn't it? They, I'm coming to the game really thinking, confused. I can't win a premiership at this club. I'm 27, yeah. 28 years of age. I may never win a premiership. This coach has got a year to go on a contract. You've just signed him again. We're a game away from playing finals last year. I'm driving to the game thinking... My footy mortality is hitting me in the face that we may never, ever be a North Melbourne Premiership player as I'm turning up today. Now, that may change. It can swing quickly. But the likelihood is that Thompson at 33, Higgins at 31, Zeeble at 28, Cunnington's about to turn 28, probably not going to win a flag. Is it too too simplistic to think that what the performance we get from the Kangaroos today is a reflection of the the attitude of the players, of whether whether they do play... You know, for, for their coach who they've stood side by side for 10 years or they're just fed up and disgusted with their footy club that we have a, you know, a protest performance, if you like. Yeah, I can't answer that. And, and I, if I was a player, I'd find it hard to know where I sat mm. emotionally through the course of the day and how does that affect your performance. I, I don't know the answer and I don't, want to, I don't want to judge today if it is the dark side. Let's just put yeah. a line to it. But if they could find a way to win, well, let that, I think that's a great conversation. But I'm more concerned with... You know, we're going to laud Brad for what he's done at this board meeting, right? But this is late, Jared. This is a club that was rebuilding three years. You can't keep going to the board and say, hey, by the way, it hasn't worked. We're going to rebuild again. I'm not copping that either as a board member. That was 2017. That was the end of 2017 or the, or the end of 2016, whichever way you want to look at it, and say, well, when, when are we rebuilding? You can't consistently rebuild. You can't. Well, they've never had the picks to um, no, that, to I don't justify that. what they're doing. I, I so don't they're three top to ten picks over ten years is yeah, not, that's not a rebuild. Them. You've got to manufacture yeah, them, Jared. You, you have to you have to hit the draft in a critical mass over two years. That that's that's but, what rebuilding but, but, looks like. There's only there's, yeah. No, I get that. So they've never had a year where they've taken more than one first round draft pick. Yeah, by design, Jared. Yeah, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Is yeah. they haven't they haven't done it. That's why I've been critical of Brad through the course. Where's the vision? Where's the where's the Where's the plan, the blueprint that says this is how we're going to get there? This is, this, these are all you've got to know where you're at. Mm. I keep saying that, Jared. You, you can't just say, oh, hang on, geez, we're bloody two and seven now. Hey, mm. guys, I think we're going to have to rebuild. No, 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 no. We've made these decisions. We've we just gone and got Pollock and Pittard and, oh. and spent all this money, you know, and this investment in these guys. You know, you just can't chop and change. So I look at John Longmire, right? Let's compare coach for coach. Been there the same period of time, been probably longer, John. Developing on the run because he knows there comes a point where Grundy walks away, Franklin walks away, um, Nick Smith walks away, McVeigh will go. Those sorts of players will go, and this you, you give them all the dues they deserve. But you've got to be ready. They haven't been ready. Under Brad, the bottom line is they haven't been ready. They did in that comparison. There's and the Carlton comparison is the same. They have been able to get access to better picks. Is Mills, Heaney, Blakey all come through the academy. So those are the blue chip youngsters North haven't um, they haven't made way to go and get. 
Yeah. They've sort of lived their cycle. And you go, well, at some point you have to step outside your cycle and go, are we going to, are we going to shift here or not? Are we going to actually get those critical mass of young talent in? They've been and torn, though, Jared. They've been, they've been trying to spend so I think this is, one I think half the point million on is, a player yeah, every year. And I think the point is coming into this year, and this will be, we'll learn about this in hindsight, whatever the alignment was, the alignment was off. The messaging of the club was off. I don't think Brad was of the view that they were charging towards the finals this year, and yet there he was at the season launch, and he was saying it, and their ad campaign was a bit of an up yours to everybody who mm. doubted them. Is the, the alignment, I just think, this year has been off, and it's very rare that this happens after nine games of footy. Never happens. It's usually 15 or 16. As it tells you that the, and the problems, I suspect, were there entering the season. And Should there be other casualties, Jerry? To examine. Oh, and there has to be. There will be. Yeah, and whether that's the, the the footy manager and and a new coach has to bring his own people. So this is a reset moment for them. It's exciting. Yeah, for the football club, it's exciting, and for the North Melbourne fans, and they'll come again today. You know why? Because they love the club, and and I don't know whether they'll thank Brad or not. I, I don't know. Some of them won't. And in the end, the decision on Brad is probably made out of fear for losing a glut of those fans. They can't afford to lose 5,000 members. They can't. It'd hit mm, the kangaroos mm. harder than any other club. So the backlash for Brad is quite severe, really, at the the continual contact of the North Melbourne Football Club regarding Brad. It's like no other club, Jerry. Yeah, It yeah. really is. And, and in, in the end, that is a factor, a small think, factor in your decision. So, and it's interesting, it's for North Melbourne people who are coming here today, and it's suddenly a very significant afternoon in the club's history. Do you think that Brad lived what he always said? He served at the pleasure of the North Melbourne Football Club, essentially, and when the time came, he he lived his words and he is stepping away. And outside of the timing, which is which is wretched hmm. from a Friday night into a Saturday game, um, he's living that mantra. Is Surely North Melbourne people would go, actually, even those who have been set against him would go, well, there's, there's dignity and integrity in that. It's an easy... It's an easy call for him, though, Jared. He's got a year to go. What's the other option? Financially, he he is fine financially. He will walk into another job. Whether it's a senior coaching job, I don't know. But he'll get another job in footy uh, this time next year. He'll be working in footy. So he's going to walk away yeah. with a, a five dollars $600,000 check. It's an easy call for him. Yeah, I don't think it is. I don't think walking out it's a of a senior coaching job is an easy call. I've no. never seen that. What's no. the alternative? The alternative is if to, to live your contract and the boy says we're going to go this way and you go, well, I'll play your hand instead of playing the hand I think we should play. But what if that results in three more wins for the year? You're you're a, a lesser uh, prospect at the end of that if you've won five for the year than what he is right now. So he, he's limiting the damage walking away right now. Financially, he's fine. Gives himself... Four months to go and explore jobs. There'll be jobs. St Kilda, Carlton, we think. Perhaps Essendon. Who knows? He gets himself prepared for that. Financially sets himself up. I think he's limiting the damage. I think it's an easy call for him. I don't agree that's an easy call. No, not an easy... That's the wrong call. Yeah. The, the smart call. Yeah, I think it's an investment. It's a gamble on the future. You put a line through it and it's going nowhere, Jared. They, they, so they win five games this year and they win six next year. His coaching career is over next year if they win six games. He, that's done. Thanks for your time. 11 years, senior coach, you walk away. He doesn't get another job. Yep. But if he cuts the cord now mm. and sells himself on the way out like he is, 
in the right, absolute right manner, put the club first yep. when they asked me to. I stuck fat to what I said, the core of my being, my integrity. I've stuck fat. I've, I've, I've given all. I can now then look. Hey, St Kilda, look at how this finished. I'm, I'm, I'm your man. Carlton, I'm your man. Essen and I mean, we had this discussion last night. There's potentially, you come up with half the competition yeah. last night. <laughs> we, we moved nine around. Just, yeah, for, nine just, for, just for sport. Just, just shooting the breeze. Just sack, <laughs> in second. No, no. Move, Jack they, careful. Okay, Sellers yeah, style. It was. He's been hanging around Sellers for too long. No, he, he had reasons. You had rational yeah. reasons. And we'll go why. through those after 12. That's what he's opening himself up for, Jerry. Yeah. That conversation. Because he could then go and work another six or ten years there. Mm. So he's gambling a 12-month contract. Not even, not even the financials of it, really. Probably say 300 grand. Yep. He's gambling 300 grand to be a 10-year coach somewhere somewhere else for 800 a year. It's a pretty smart business decision. What do you think, Bob? And on uh, how footy will judge Brad Scott? Oh, I think yeah, we're talking about the ethics and the morality. Uh, on, on the one hand, yeah, he, you know he's been a man of his word that he's putting his hand up. I I, I just can't help but think about. The, the playing group. I'm, I'm just curious as to how they feel about it. And hopefully we get to talk to, to you know, some of the players and some of the senior players because I, I think they could feel rightly sort of jilted and, you know, particularly those older guys, they'd be they'd be flummoxed at the moment of, of where they're at and their, their footy dreams and aspirations kind of lying in pieces at the moment. So Brad Scott will coach North Melbourne for the final time this afternoon. They've got this senior game. The VFL plays tonight. There'll be, as I understand it, a press conference tomorrow where the the formalities will be held. We'll come back to this during crunch time. We'll look into the events of last night next. And the crunch, there are all manner of topics which have been gazumped by the past, well, not even 24 (laughs) hours. Not even 24 hours. It's amazing how quickly things can move in footy. Jared Watley, Kane Corns, David King and Bob Murphy with you on crunch time. Know what the H you're getting? Search Ask Honda and try the new hot grilled paninis at Subway. On 1116 SEN, the award-winning crunch time. What the H is a deal on a Honda? Search Honda offers to find out about our great deals. Head to Subway and try the new hot grilled paninis. Chris Main, who at one portion of his career was deadly accurate, from 35 metres out from goal. Shakes the head the moment he has the shot and misses to the right. He's got a but 50. it's a 50-metre penalty. Oh. It was against Dane Rampey for going over the mark. Oh. Wow. Dane Rampey, can he provide some drama <laughs> in the last minute? And Maine can just pop it through. Collingwood's lead extended to eight. No shortage of drama at the SCG. So he wasn't up the post, but he was running at the man, taking his kick and past the umpire who was standing right on the spot to give away <laughs> the critical 50-metre penalty. I don't know whether you call that karma, but at the very least, it's in the curiosity basket <laughs> out of last night. It was the pivotal shot at goal in the last quarter. It's amazing how footy echoes from week to week. And Collingwood win by seven points. Game. Great game of footy. And uh, we've whacked the umpires a little bit this year, but um, credit to the umpire who paid that call. Brave call to make, but he was 100% spot on. Dane Rampey, not sure what he was thinking. He was three metres over um, the spot where he should have been. He and ra- Maine had he missed the kick. He, and he, he ran over his own trench game. Yep. <laughs> he, he did. The he one that he put in the dirt with... With his own boot was was pretty significant, <laughs> and then he didn't just step over; he triple jumped over it. <laughs> what, was, what was Bob? Just I know you're big big on metrics. What 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 was the likelihood of Maine kicking that goal, given that if Rampy followed the rules? 
Oh, he was about a 65% chance, I reckon. So play play out with me here. Yep. I don't reckon it's a bad investment. Oh, so you think he's done it deliberately? Yeah. To, I don't think it's a bad investment. I think it happens a lot. To gamble with the umpire? To gamble that the umpire is not going to call it. Oh. I, don't, I don't reckon it's a bad investment. The, old, the Brisbane Lions used What's to clap it? on the mark and make out like they'd touch the ball. Yeah. There was there was, there was yeah. always these little things. It's all a backman's got, Jared. Oh, so that casts a whole different <laughs> light on climbing the post then, doesn't it? We You're saying not, these are premeditated acts. We've got not much to work with, Jared. The rules of the game say we can't even spoil anymore. I, I, I would be interested to know, and he would he can't concede that this week. No. Of all weeks, he's just, yeah, no, got it wrong. Move on. I reckon, I, I'm, let's have a look retrospectively. I'm going to find a couple for you where guys have gone over the mark. By one, two, three metres. On my only set shots that are that, going to be goals. Yep. My only counter to that, Kingy, was the, the deep trench that he put in with his own boot on the line. To That's all part of the out. cell, Bob. It's all part of the cell. <laughs> you got to sell. <laughs> you got to look like you know where you're going. See, oh, it was a massive see. trench. The curator had to get involved after the goal, after the goal was kicked. <laughs> the <Right>. sand bucket. <laughs> Sell crazy someplace else. We're all full <laughs> up here. Um, so take us to the game itself. As Collingwood, their powerful finishes at three-quarter time, there was the open question sitting on them again, and uh, and they get they get the job done and post seven on the bounce. Yeah. And it's going to sound silly, but the, you watch Collingwood, and they've almost got that, that ability to just flick a switch at the moment. And, and I know we'll say, what were they doing for three quarters? But then when, when things need to sharpen... It's a sign of a really mm. solid footy that's team, been, isn't it? That's been, that's the, that was the signature of Hawthorne in their glory and, and Richmond recently, hasn't it? They've been at the hanging, hanging in the end. The, the, their intimidation factor is this last quarter charge home. Yeah, yeah. And, and you can you can almost feel it coming. Look, you, you can just see the senior leaders of that team go, right over, you know, side bottom, Penelbury get yep. active. Tra- and all, yeah, Trelaw Grundy. gets going. Grundy. Grundy's just in irresistible is. form, isn't he? He is. He's the hottest player in the game right now. There's a bit of West Coast about that as well. West Coast aren't flying by any means, but they can flick a switch when Shuey and Yo and these guys get involved and Kennedy, they get going, so they just turn it on. Um, but they got the best depth in the competition for me. Uh, at one point, the broadcast put up the players missing. I thought, wow, there's seven, eight players out of your best 20, 22 missing, and they're going to come back. Now, these aren't long-term injuries, probably apart from sort of Lyndon Dunn, these guys are imminent returns to Goey and Elliot and these, these types of players. So, terrific depth and... Broke perf- my heart last night. Oh, Daniel, Daniel Wells. Wells. Broke my heart oh, last night. Oh, same, yeah. yeah. So, what, what were the numbers? He, he, oh, he was Nine disposals at 89%, four marks, four score involvements, three goals and two tackles. Sharp. He, he was being what Daniel can be. Yep. And, and I always think... This is going to sound crazy again. I'm having a bad day today, okay? <laughs> but I think when Daniel has a disappointing moment early in the game... Like that missed tackle on Franklin was significant. He stepped through yep. the the old Dennis used to say, "You got arms like wet straws." <laughs> he stepped through the wet straws and knocked it through, and I could I could feel the disappointment in in Daniel straight away. You could, you could see that he yep. was he knows that's on the review Monday. He knows, <laughs> yep. and then he just finds a gear and goes forward and has a massive impact on this game. But where to from here? He's had enormous setbacks over the last few years, and he's just. It's just an emotional one, I reckon. And I don't know whether the Collingwood faithful have got that emotion with him, but having played with him and seen just how good this guy is, he's what they haven't got mm. at half forward. Mm. And they got some awesome talent at the forward line, but they haven't got Daniel Wells. That kick inside 50 that he can deliver is like Gary Ablett's. 
they're at a different speed, they're at a different rate, and you, you can you can mark his kick so easy. 100% he kicked it at last night. Six kicks, 100%, three goals. So that's what he does. And uh, he was the first player, the magnet on the board when we played North Melbourne. Shut him out, put him to sleep was the, the task that I got. We just tagged him every time because of that. You know, he wasn't necessarily the most prolific midfielder, but four to centre, the damage that he could do. So let's hope, but um, didn't look good, did it? He, he sort of, he, he knew. Yeah, so, and, and in a way, I mean, we'll find out how long, but the road back, mm. but even to select him again. So you put him in and he didn't last the game. So oh, we're going to be at him, the Jerry. pointy end of uh, the season. Not a soft issue, though. This was this was a an in-tackle in- injury. So there's no, there's no worry about selecting him. I think that he looked Pretty good fit. off a spell, too. Yeah, he looked really fit. Well, they managed him well. Five they... games in the VFL, got him in ripping form, and he's fit, and they put him in. So I thought they managed him exceptionally well. So at least he's coming... At least he's going into a, some sort of rehabilitation period in in really good condition. So it's it's a challenge for him. It's always hard to get into good teams. But I think what he said to them last night is, hey, if I'm near right... Mm. I've got a couple of goals in my back pocket, and I'm going to couple for someone else. Yeah. So he, have they talked? Have they talked weeks out yet? Is no, they're not. Yet. Front? No. They always get nervous when you haven't heard straight away. Yep. That's mm. the one that worries me. Because it, the, the, no one wants to be the bearer of bad news so mm. early. Mm. Tell me about um, about Heath Grundy, about um, Brody Grundy. I beg your pardon. Heath Grundy was celebrated beautifully last night by the Swans, and so it should be. Is Brody Grundy's stocks are rising by the week at the moment? I look at him, and I think he's just ready to. He knows he can dominate, and it's not just the ruck contest that he can. I think the new rule's been terrific for him. He can now grab it out of the air with no consequences for that. He did it a couple of times last night, so he's stronger than everyone else. But it's more the way. Jared, that he's covering the ground. You watch him, and he's genuinely got the running capacity of a midfielder. He's got repeat speed, he's got power, he's got endurance, and he's he's unstoppable. He's gone last year. I thought just shaded him as the, the best ruckman in the competition. I'll, you almost go as far as to say as Brody Grundy's the most dominant player in the game right now. Who is having <laughs> as big an influence as Grundy for their team this year? I mean, I don't know. Tim Kelly. Tim maybe? Kelly, yeah. Uh, I'm not a, sure there's... It's a good conversation. It's a, it's, a, it's a dominance that deflates the opposition too. You saw last night on the telecast, Callum Sinclair going to the bench and yeah. he was clearly frustrated. And John Longmire, you know, he, he was visibly frustrated because you just know that all week in the build-up, opposition teams are, how do we negate Grundy? How do we negate him? And then he comes out and, he, you know, he just destroys... He just destroys Sydney last night. But this is what I think you've got to learn from other coaches and not be stubborn as a coaching group what did teams learn last year from Adam Simpson through a final series Mm. they tagged Grundy and they tagged Gorn in the two biggest games for the year why doesn't that flow on to the next year I don't don't understand that and you can't maybe you can't stop the hit out stuff that's okay you you negate that in other ways hard to negate the centre bounce one because it's a 4v4 battle essentially but around the ground, you can, you can deny that that scoreboard impact and then play. And that's that's what Simpson did last year. I just wonder why it doesn't happen more regularly. Well, not, it sounds silly tagging no, Ruckman. No, it doesn't. Because I and you watch your own team a bit close like you watch North. But I watched what Port Adelaide did to Gorn in round one. And he was rattled. It, it, because they learnt from Lysette, who came from West Coast. Hinkley has the conversation with Lysette. Well, what did you do to, to Gorn in the final series? Well, let's do that. And it works. I've never seen 
gone pull out of a contest in my life, but he was rattled. So why you, you, you're spot on, and it's a big frustration of mine. And I was, you know, speak about targeting players and limiting their influence. And, and maybe it's because coaches think they can do it better than, than the rest, but it's a copycat industry, and you, that's a, you're spot on. What, what about Callum Brown? Yeah, he's in some serious form. Can he kick a goal? Oh, clever. Yep. Wow. Oh, that's... There is upside everywhere for Collingwood, isn't there? I mean, they're, they're probably going at 80%, Jared. Who knows what they're doing with the old training phases mm. and all that sort of stuff, but they're getting to the bye in great order in terms of the way they, they're allowed to position the wins and losses, how they want to play. I mean, they'd, they'd be showing vision. Can you imagine doing their review on Monday? And they'd say, for 80% of the game, we didn't do this. And here's the 20% we did. Guys, this is powerful. This is powerful. More, please. Mm. Just give us more of that, and, and away we go. They just, they just got the, I think they got the smaller pieces right. Majacek does what he does. Brown's now doing, you know, crisp is important off halfback. Mm-hmm. No one talks about crisp. They talk about side bottom and Dugowie yeah. and all these players and Pendlebury. But the, the smaller pieces are, are, are playing some serious footy. It was a shame last night, Jared, that um, Hewitt and also Kennedy got injured for the Swans because Collingwood, they did kick four stoppage goals in the last quarter and without Hewitt and Kennedy. I think it could have been Sydney's game to win if those two were on the ground in the last quarter. We'll delve a little deeper there shortly. Right now, let's check in with Unibet with Russell Barwick. Get footy fill-ups every week at unibet.com.au. Russ, welcome. And thank you very much, Jared. Good afternoon or good morning to you and to the rest of the team. And uh, interesting day of footy, of course, now with uh, the news coming through about North Melbourne's coach at the press conference tomorrow. Uh, busily trying to work out. We all know about the statistic of a new coach the following week, but I haven't got too many stats about a coach in his last game before he announces his retirement. You might have to help me there, Jared. You're a bit smarter than I am. But today, the game's Hawthorne first up, a dollar seventy-five. Port Adelaide two dollars and eight. The uh, four and a half line there in favour of the Power Bulldogs, favourite to beat North and send uh, Brad Scott out a loser. Dollar sixty-two, two thirty. Eight and a half the line in that one. The bigger game uh, later on, Adelaide and West Coast. Geez, they've jumped on Adelaide. A dollar sixty now. The Crows and West Coast quite enticing at the two thirty six, getting eight and a half. And for the interest in the Dreamtime game later tonight, Richmond a dollar sixty, nine and a half point favourites against two dollars thirty five, Essendon. Now, a statistic for those people looking to have a little dabble in the Hawthorne Port Adelaide game. Hawth have won twenty. Hawks have won twenty five of twenty eight in Tassie, and Port have not managed to back up and cover the line in their last 10 weeks following a win. So if you're keen on Hawthorne, that should just convince you straight away. Unibet.com.au is the website. Download the app and gamble responsibly. Good on your ass. Get legendary tips on at odds with Junior, Fletch and Hammer. Watch the latest episode at unibet.com.au. The match that sticks in my mind was Neil Danaher had one more night after it was announced that he was finishing up, and they got beaten Melbourne on just about the last kick of the night. And it was, of all that footy had put Neil through at that stage, why, why on the last (laughs) night would you dare do that to him? I remember saying, why on God's green earth would you be a coach? Well, you've lived it, Kane. Well, round 15, 2010, we're playing Friday night at home, footy park uh, against Collingwood. Massive game for the club. We get a group email on the morning of the game, Friday morning. We've left Thursday. You've done your pre-match training run, captain's run, team meeting. No one knows anything. The next morning, we wake up to a group email, get to the club within the next half an hour, get there. Mark Williams holding a press conference. His family's there. He's done. He's, he's sacked on the morning of a game, round 15. 
We uh, went out and kicked the first five goals that day against Collingwood to none. Five goals up at quarter time, going even at half time. Eventually, Collingwood, they were powerful at the time, too good, but um, absolutely lifted. And I just think that after that, Port Adelaide was a complete mess. So I hope it's not the same for um, North Melbourne. We won eight combined games in the next two years, 11 and 12, and we're a complete rabble after that and after Mark Williams left. So I hope it's not the same for North, but there's no guarantees that a new coach comes in and has an immediate impact. There's, there's none. Could be some spice in today's game, Jared. Yeah, well, there could be. So what's going to happen is North players are going to arrive and there's going to be an impromptu team meeting at which Brad will tell them what the circumstances are and that he's coaching them for the last time. Uh, and we're booked to speak to Scott Thompson as the timings on that are going to be flexible now because that team meeting is going to happen once all the players are here. And then, yeah, it's what happens in the hour and a half after that. It's what happens in the three minutes after as they all make sense of it. So they're in their cars driving in. It's They'll know by digest. now. Yeah, they'll know by now what the message is going to be, but there'll be nothing quite like hearing it from Brad himself and then you put yourself together to play a game. It's, it's well, I mean, you've just identified a unique circumstance. Yeah. This is a unique circumstance and, as well. And Williams was there for 10 years and he'd been, uh, he'd won a premiership. So I guess, you know, the, the impact that he had was maybe a, a tad more significant than Brad, but the service was still the same. I just remember being so emotional about it because... I loved this guy. I loved him. He had a year to go on his contract. Similar, similar circumstances. Port Adelaide, not a big club, financially struggling, had to pay out his contract. After the game, you're, you're emotional because you've this guy has been like a father figure to you and he's, you know, you're not going to see him every day like you have for the last 10 years. Can I go to the flip side of the coin? Yeah. And Bob, join in here. The actually, Western Bulldogs. Actually, just take. To, we'll, we'll clear the break because I know where this, this is going to be a great conversation, and I don't want to get in the way of it. So we'll clear the break, and then Kingy and Bob will uh, will stare down old war stories. And after twelve, we'll open the Star Twenty One open line one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Because if you're a North Melbourne fan jumping in the car, coming to the ground today, I'd love to know what you were thinking. So after twelve for Star Twenty One, your world, endless possibilities. We'll continue with crunch time. Know what the eight short getting search ask honda and try the new hot grilled paninis at subway after the break on 11 16 sen the award-winning crunch time what the h is a deal on a honda search honda offers to find out about our great deals head to subway and try the new hot grilled paninis Pies beat the Swans by seven points last night. This afternoon, the roof has just closed rather ominously here at Marvel. <laughs> a pall has come over the place. It's going to be Brad Scott's last game <laughs> coaching his kangaroos. Yeah, it's a video, yeah. isn't it? If they'd put huh? some sort of deep music on. <laughs> funereal feel to it. What will it look like? There's a team meeting coming downstairs where Brad will tell the players what... Well, there was no conversation to be had when they broke company yesterday afternoon, but there is now. Um, you were about to get to war stories, King well, with Bob. Just, I just reckon, Bob, that the Western Bulldogs just have a way of playing these emotional games better than most teams. Um, I remember way back when Croft and these guys retired and on the bottom of the table and still found a way to kick... I think he kicked six goals in his last game or four <laughs> goals. Five with a drop kick, I think, is in there as well. Yeah, just to embarrass us with a drop kick. Did he? So, that, I mean, they've always had a way, even last year, six goals. Kangaroos are storming towards a final series, you know, needed to tick off a couple of really important games late in the season. Six goals up at half time, And then the Dogs find a way to roll them and finish finish their season. It's It's the perfect storm for the dogs today in, in what's going to be an emotional day. 
Except, yeah, except the, the emotional ball is in North Melbourne's court. So They've got to drive we, we a know wedge, we, don't they? We, yeah, well, we know, we know that certain games are emotionally charged because of you know situation, ladder, all this sort of thing. But, but this one is, is different because we don't know how North Melbourne are feeling. We don't, we don't know what... We've got no idea what Scott Thompson's emotional state is or Jack Zebel or, or how the, they are as a collective. So I think, I think it's, a, it's a difficult one to navigate for the dogs today as well. Of what, what, what do they get at the, at the opening bounce? Do they, get a, do they get a side that's just ferociously thinking, OK, we've, we're, all eyes are on us today and we're going to you know, give it a fitting tribute to, to our coach of the last 10 years? Or, are they, or is it a game of protest of inadvertently sort of saying, you know what, we're a rabble at the moment and we'll just phone it in. I'm not too sure. It's a difficult one for both both clubs today. Well, the Dogs have been beaten by the Gold Coast Suns and Carlton this year. Yep. That They're two losses that are really holding their season back. Yep. So there's there's question marks on their, their ability their to come ability to, to games to that they should just stamp. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Absolutely. So I, I think this is a, a, a real danger game for the Dogs. Well, Bob, Bob, what were your stories around coaches' departure. So you had one of the most tumultuous where one day it looked like Terry Wallace was going to yeah, coach again I, I and then the next day the senior players had said, no way. Yeah, so I, I was I was quite young. I think I was 19, would have played 15 games or so at the time. And I, I do remember, so the news came through that Plough wouldn't be there. There was one game to go. But the the plan was that he would coach us for that for that last game. And I, and I do remember, he's, even as a green and a bit of a daydreamer, naive kind of kid, that we had the training session and it, the mood was just off. It didn't feel right. There might have even been a, um, you guys play well when you do. That. It wasn't, the, the we was, had sort of, was out of the language and it was quite jarring. And unbeknownst to me, you know, the group of senior players got together with, the president at the time, David Smorgan, sort of said, "You know, no, we, we, we can't we can't have it. You know that that the plough coaches us on the weekend when he's you know he's not going to be here next year." And this is that's my original point about at footy clubs, you need to at least feel like you're all in, even though that might be naive at times. There ha- there has to be that 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 feeling within that that you're all in. So that's why I'm fascinated with with how this this kangaroos team. It's uh, more than that, Bob, isn't it? It's more. It's more than that because uh, even Terry's a little bit similar to Brad here. They're actually looking for opportunity at other clubs. Yeah. So it's not that okay. It's run aground, and if it if it was to be Brad's last game of coaching for the foreseeable future, it, it's a different conversation altogether. Yep. Let's let's give this guy everything we got. But when there's mm. there's there's circling rumours of maybe there's been a conversation with St Kilda. Maybe there's been a conversation. Uh, it can't, you know, down, options are available. Let's let's explore those. It's it's a fraction different, isn't it? Yeah, pl- players, you know, pl- players don't care about the the business side of of you know what their what their coaches when they're stepping away. Really, they they care about what what what's happening at, at their footy club. So if I, if I was a Kangaroos player, I, I'm sure I would be more in terms of, well, are you with us or or not? So if you, if you if you're out, you're out. Did you have any of these games, Kingy? No, we had Dennis. Or... We had Dennis for um, right through to the end of '02, and it was a tumultuous year for the club. All ends up, um, and then Dean Laidley come in. And to be honest, Jared, I was probably done by the time Dean Laidley come in. <laughs> Played me worst 30 games of all time for <laughs> Dean. That's just a bit of respect for Dean. Just a little kicker. Every time I see him, I apologise. <laughs> <laughs> see him too often. <laughs> Not really, and I think. You know, that's why clubs now talk about stability. 
you know, the Damien Hardwick story is such a such a great story that you know, I think once you get that emotional hook with your players, mm. and, and that's what that's what we're talking about now. Go and find that right fit, that person who's absolutely spot on for the North Melbourne Football Club, whether he's 60 years of age or 40 years of age, doesn't matter. Whether it's his first job or his fourth, doesn't matter. Find the right fit. And things can things can correct quite quickly. Everyone's saying there's no talent there. The list is broken. I'm telling you, put a, a simple structure together for these guys to allow them to be their best. Give the kids first opportunity, but not carte blanche. They, they just don't get a game because they're 18. They've got to earn everything that they uh, that they want. And let's see if you can have a McCartney type, a McCartney beverage type handover. Now it's not going to be as successful as that. But who knows? Reece Shaw will be offered the interim job, and it'll be his choice. These these are a little bit imprecise as to whether to take the interim mm. job. We might talk about that as we go. I ask Kingy to prepare the hit list, Oof. put them in order. The phone calls North Melbourne should make, and we'll take your calls, especially if you're a Kangas fan heading to the footy this afternoon. I'd love to know your mood. It's crunch time. Know what the H you're getting. Search Ask Honda and try the new hot grilled paninis at Subway. award-winning crunch time what the h is a deal on a honda search honda offers to find out about our great deals head to subway and try the new hot grilled paninis the saturday afternoon of round 10 we'll see brad scott coach north melbourne for the final time he'll coach this afternoon and hold a press conference tomorrow and a decade together will come to a close. Collingwood beat Sydney coming from behind at three-quarter time. Third week running, the Pies have pulled the same trick. They ran down the Swans. We'll do the takeouts from that. And then expand. Kingy's about to deliver his hit list. If he was in charge at North Melbourne, he's going to give you the order of the phone calls that he would make before you get to the interview stage. And we'll get your thoughts, particularly if you're a Kangas fan who's going to head to the footy this afternoon. What will you look for? What we expect. How are the emotions? A lot's changed since five yesterday afternoon. That'll be on 1300 736 736. The Star 21 open line, your world, endless possibilities. 1300 Star 21. But before we do the three takeaways from last night, we've got David King, Kane Corns, Bob Murphy on duty. These are for Crunchy Corn, the ultimate footy snack available at Coles. Kane, you go first. Sam Reid, the performance last night. What an amazing game it was. He's taken his second most contested marks ever. He's kicked his most goals and he's been almost the match winner at the age of 27. So he's played his best game at AFL level at the age of 27. What that means is magnificent for Sydney if they can keep him to that somewhere near that level because Franklin Longmire spoke about it before the game he's been on record before he wants to play him up the ground he wants to play him like Rewalt finished his career on the wing and floating through you got that target inside 50 you got the young guns in Heaney and Haywood Florent around him it's a it's a good looking forward line so it's a, a magnificent performance loved it he kicked seven goals from his first um, nine games this year and he's gone and kicked six last night so I love that performance from him he's, his hands were just unbelievable Bob uh, Jared, Dane Rampey is one of my favourite players in the league, one of the great halfback flankers, got a magnificent head of hair. But to borrow a <laughs> baseball analogy, I think he might be the worst closer in the game. I had that, I had, I was, I had that written down in black pen. I was like, oh, that's, I'm going strong on this. I've just put a little asterisk on it after David King has sort of 
planted the seed that maybe he was he was taking a risk and that he he meant to do it. But that's that's my current take on it. He's either the worst closer in the game or the evil genius of the yes. competition, <laughs> and having got away with it once. I think it's got merit, Jared. I think Bob's on board. That's the, the fact that he's sort of got, put a little asterisk. I don't know. I'm not on board, but it has, it has got me thinking. Well, give me something I can use, Kenny. You, you are master of the rascal. I think this is back. I think <laughs> you should float it. Absolutely. Play. All right. I just want to – I think it's time to put a little asterisk on what's happening at Collingwood. Yep. They're winning, playing some great footy on the back of Grundy and, and this midfield that steps up when they need to. Terrific. That's a super positive to have at your club. But to kick 50 of your 80 points from stoppages is unhealthy. Right. So 60-plus percent of your score should come from turnover, mm. particularly forward-half turnover. If you look at the last three weeks, they're, they're averaging competition-ranked 11th from turnovers. That's, that's not sustainable. That's not a premiership model. Yep. It's only a small window. It's only three, um, a couple of weeks of football. But... You know, through the first part of the season, they were relying on the, heavily on their their, uh, their intercept game. It was up around the 60 points. It's dropped below uh, to below 50. It's about 46, 47 points. So now. Is that scary for the opposition if they get it right? It's, there's so many ways of looking at it. You can sell the negative or sell the positive. But I think Nathan Buckley would say, OK, that, that's something we've got in our back pocket and fantastic if we need it to score from stoppages. But it's a hard way to win finals footy. So so right now, that, that type of profile would get beaten. Forget that Forget that it's Collingwood. That profile doesn't win a, a, a finals footy. That's the concern. The takeouts for crunchy corn. Corn from the cob roasted to perfection and lightly salted. The ultimate footy snack. We're about to launch into your North Melbourne calls in particular. But, Kingy, we sent you away last night to draw up the hit list. If you were convening the committee to appoint the next coach, before you open it up to interview, give me the order of phone calls that you would make. First call, and this is a serious call, Jared, mm-hmm. is to the AFL to ask them what's the policy with shifting the gap in the salary cap for the playing group to the soft cap for the coaching group. If we can't get an advantage by obtaining a player, why can't we get it by obtaining the coach? So there could be as much as two and a half million dollars yeah. as a whole in that um, in the TPP for the playing side of things. If they could shift half of that. And in effect, pay a coach in excess of $2 million for a five-year deal. That opens up the scope to put together a dream team like you've never seen. Okay, and it's a dangerous terminology, I get that, because we've talked about them in the past where they've failed. I think it was at Essendon. Um, we called them the dream team one time, and that didn't go so well. But that's my first call. Okay. Let's shift the funds. Get now, the if we can do that, we can go anywhere, Jared. Right. Now, you, you barred me one phone call last night. Yep. I'm not allowed to ring, ring Alistair Clarkson. No, it's, it's favourite out market. But if I've got two and a half million dollars, yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, we're I'm just, texting him at work. We're just assuming that. that <laughs> I think with Clarkson, you've actually got to go to the front door. No, for two and a half million, he's ringing me. Yeah. <laughs> Why isn't he ringing me? So okay, so okay. Clarkson's a given. Okay. Give me something tangible, practical. Well, I think you, I think you're obligated to ring Adam Simpson. Yeah. Knows the place, has had terrific success. He's, he's, he's had an amazing start to his to his coaching career, really, when you look at the numbers and what he's been able to achieve mm. with a club that most said was going nowhere three years ago. Um, the way they play is consistent. It's a brand already. He's got an, a great rapport with people, um, in particular the players. He's a so legend at the club. That's my first call. Yeah. <laughs> Kangas love him. The, the fans will come. 
they'll they'll flock back for Adam Simpson. That's my first call. Okay. If if he says no, unbelievably, if he says no, yeah, so he says I can't. I'm trenched here. We won the flag. I've got as much money as you need. Kids are in the school. Yeah. Just ring me. Right. Ring me the next time you around. You can buy some new kids. Okay. Don't worry about not paying you that much. Leave <laughs> by. Yeah. Okay. So Adam Simpson says he's, I can't. He's Strong. my first. Heavy hearted. I can't. Yeah, I can't. Then I'm then I'm sort of thinking. Who, for me, who's who's a North Melbourne person? I'm thinking Michael Voss. I'm thinking that's a great fit. He was at a club that was struggling up up north through that you know that period of the late 90s, early 2000s, and then they just went bang and got themselves going and, and become. You know, he wasn't the Michael Voss when they were down the bottom, but when when he did become the leader of men, he's your second call. He's my second call. You can get Vossy tomorrow, I reckon. I reckon you can get... I don't think there's any obstacle stopping well, you from... Him. I don't need yeah. to go any further, Jared. Right. Well, I don't so, think there's on, any... down what, here in Tassie, yeah. Kingy. I could just wave to him. Well, well, I don't think sleep. there's any obstacles to well, get Vossi. I yeah. don't think... There's right. obstacles to get Simo and Clark on all that. Oh, right. There's yeah. none to get Vossi. I'm if looking you want for him, the fit. He's so, your man. Yeah. So yeah. this phone call goes, uh, Michael, it's David King. I'm convening the <laughs> coaching position. <laughs> oh, he goes, Kingy, you had me at hello. Well, that's that. Um, okay. this is what you asked me to do. Yeah, I did. So, okay, so after Michael Voss, let, well, let's just say... I don't Michael have to make goes, any more calls. No, let's just say Michael goes, no, coaching's not for me okay. anymore. I've thought about it. I was really keen for a while, but I just think the industry has been... Brutal. Too nasty. Yeah. yeah. I'm, not, I'm not submitting myself to it again. Well, if that fails, I'm going, I'm, I'm going back to the... To the core of the kangaroos coaching product and that's the back pocket type player or the guy that's had to struggle to as a player and un, has an empathy for how hard the game is i'm ringing ross Lyon, and i'm saying ross you know we don't know we need someone with your the iron fist come over and rule the club straighten it up help us do this help us do that and there's other people i want to put around ross so yep. i don't just want it to be just ross because we've got this money, Jared. We've got. Yeah. What are you paying, Ross? Because he's not two million. No. He what is easy a million? No, is he's, he... he's he's another six years of coaching. He's a, he's the yep. conversation we had last night. He's an, a fresh opportunity. Yeah. Get yourself out of Fremantle. It, it, you've you've done what you've done over there. Great. Shake hands, uh, and move on. Continue your coaching career. Yep. Who are the coaches who would leave their current contracts to take one of these mm-hmm. opportunities that'll open up? Okay. So we've got Adam Simpson, Michael Voss, Ross Lyon, and then I think the field is is wide. And then it becomes down to who you know, what you know, what you believe in. Of the guys that are next wave, I'd ideally love to park one next to Ross Lyon. So if I'm going for a first-time coach, I'm going to do it with some sort of succession plan. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it as that's Vossy just ringing. <laughs> right, yes, Vossy, you know. not now, mate. I'll call you. Later. Um, <laughs> I'm thinking Ty Craig Jennings type coach. Now, there's no one, none of the assistants, he's doing level four at the moment. There's about half a dozen guys doing level four. So that's a hard thing to get into in itself. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the prototype. There isn't a course, there isn't an avenue that he hasn't explored. He's he's the, He's got the best CV of any of the next wave guys. Uh, and you're probably best to catch up with him on one of your programs yep. um, during, the, during the week, next week or two, Jared. <clears throat> if, I, if, if I really want to have this perfect, if I can't get Simpson or Voss, and I get Ross Lyon. I'm attaching Craig Jennings as the head of strategy. And then I'm going to get Blake Carousella as ball movement. And I'm going to get Matthew Scarlett as, Ooh, as, as, that is a dream team. as the defensive coach slash denying the opposition their, their strength um, type avenue. And then to round it off, I'm pretty comfortable we've got Luffy already. He's doing the back office yep, stuff. Yep. 
But we're going to go and get Hamish Ogilvie from the Crows. Yeah. Because I'm sick of hearing that we don't have picks in the top 15 or the top 10 in the draft and you can't have success if that's the case. When you look at what he's done with picks in the 30s and 40s and 50s at Adelaide, he doesn't care what number they are. <clears throat> he's just going and getting the right the right person. So we need the AFL to free up some funds for yep. us, Jared, and give us a chance to be successful. We've tried to do it your way. We've gone down this path of, oh, open up the salary cap and then go and land a big fish. It's not that easy. No, they won't come. Give us a chance to do it off-field. So in that list, what, why um, why didn't you ring John Longmire, just out of curiosity? Um, all right. Well, this is probably a bit nasty towards John. I'm seeing him in two weeks, Jarrett. Um, I don't think he's coming. I really don't. And, and I, I think that what he's done up there, this, it's a two-way street. I don't rip him out of somewhere which is going really well. They were awesome again last night. He's got this young group absolutely flying. The way they play has been the same for a long period of time. I think the Kangaroos fans want something a little bit different than that. I think they want a bit more excitement. Um, they want a bit more scoring. We've had a bit of humdrum for a while. I'm not saying I'm not being disrespectful to John. Yeah. What he does works. It works for him and it works for the Sydney Swans. But I don't think you're getting him. That's David King's hit list. The AFL, Clarkson's favourite out. Adam Simpson, Michael Voss, Ross Lyon with Craig Jennings. Ross and Craig would be a fascinating combination. Yeah. That's that's oil and water. Be like you and Robbo. <laughs> <laughs> one 736 uh, This afternoon at Marvel, as Brad Scott will be here by now, the players have arrived. There was going to be a team meeting where he will tell them what we've all learnt since five last night when Robbo dropped that story, that today is his last day of coaching them. David is from Hobart. David, welcome aboard. Oh, good day, Jared. How are you? Good. Um, look, my call is uh, love King, as we all do, but what we need is someone who can get us back to that intimidation that the dark Kingy Archer Mick Martin had when they ran out onto the ground. And the biggest problem I see at the moment, and that was my biggest knock on Swallow, yeah, he was desperate, he was courageous, but he didn't go out and intimidate people. And I just reckon our current group, apart from Jack and apart from Cunnington, no one looks tough enough who goes out and says, I'm going to take the game off you. I reckon we need a coach who can instil that. Don't mind it. Don't mind it. I'm hoping... Without trying to incite violence, Stuart, I'm hoping we see the game with an edge today. Mm. There's every reason for the game to have an edge today, really. So where's the weakness in the playing squad? Uh, because, so I see, I see Zeebel and Cunnington as having that mongrel in them. Uh, I see that. Uh, there's a bit of mongrel down back. So, so coach is fine, but is it going to solve the weakness? So I know you'll say, well, it can turn around quickly. At the moment, you look at it and you look at the negative slant in the playing group. Where's the weakness? What do you need? This is gets back to the article I wrote at the start of the year, or four weeks ago, five weeks ago. I want Brad Scott the player, not Brad Scott the coach. Yep. I guess a player. He was a killer. Yeah. A dead set killer. And it was awesome uh, to, to, to play against him and to watch him play. Him and his brother, my God. Mm. A pair of halfbacks mm. makers wouldn't Scary. let you breathe. Scary. Um, th- th- we don't see that in the playing group for whatever reason. And maybe, maybe that's just a, a bygone era, but... I want to see it today. Brad Scott coaching North Melbourne for the last time this afternoon. There'll be a press conference tomorrow where it will be brought to a formal close. Ralph is in Frankston. Hello, Ralph. G'day, guys. Um, thanks for taking my call. Look, uh, I think there's a, there's a couple of uh, coaches or uh, underlying coaches that could 
possibly take over at the Kangas. Um, and I think um, Craig McRae, who's been at Richmond for a little while, and also um, I think main ones, and I, you really have to look at Brett Radden again. Um, I think uh, what he's done at St Kilda around there, if they have those key injuries and those key players in their team, they might be a bit better than what they are right now. Yep. I think those two are uh, key players that you, from that next generation. I don't know if Michael Voss would want to do it again, but I would also put uh, Kingy in there, but uh, I know Kingy loves the media too much. Yeah, yeah, actually, we'll ask him that in a moment's time. Uh, Matt's from Clifton Hill. Good on you, Ralph. Matt, welcome. Yeah, good day, guys. Um, obviously, there's no one in the football world that doesn't believe that um, Scott's walked away from this because he's got something like, or his manager's got something lined up for him to go to. How much pressure does that put on supporters, players, officials from those other clubs that are now in the gun? We're all sitting back saying, well, gee, has he had the conversation with St Kilda? Has he had the conversation with Carlton? Has he had the conversation with Essendon? This has now created so much angst, I would suggest, across the football world that we haven't really realised yet. Yeah, well, let's play our dominoes, shall we? Um, Matt, he doesn't have the next job lined up. Now, that doesn't preclude that there'd be conversations or that there are conversations. Brad Scott is not leaving here with the next job lined up. So He's backing job, himself, though. He is backing himself. And that's okay. Yeah. That's, and, the, that's the gig. Yep. But he doesn't have it um, locked away. So, Kate, what do you think the coaching scenarios might be? Because this is the... I mentioned this last time. The last... When Michael Voss was the central figure to it, when Carlton sacked Dennis Pagan, Essendon suddenly sacked Kevin Sheedy to get themselves prepared to open their job up so that they could make a run at Voss, who was the number one target at the time. Is This is really interesting because a team like, a club like Carlton will go, ours is a better job than North Melbourne's yep. job. So does it fast-track conversation? Absolutely, it fast-tracks conversation. It could mean anything. I know we're having a bit of a laugh about you shuffling the deck chairs for nine of nine <laughs> positions, <Dominoes>. but... <laughs> It, it, it could be all of that. It could be something like we've never seen before, or it might be two jobs. I think there's at least two. I think we're, we're all, um, well, clearly one's at North Melbourne, and you think at least one of uh, St Kilda and Carlton have a new coach by uh, the end of the year. So I, I don't know to answer your question, Jared, but what it's going to do is fast-track the conversation and North Melbourne have the early running. I don't think it'll fast-track it, Jared. Well, Carlton, this, must, this Carlton have got to make the call now. No, they don't. No, but no one makes is it around Is he your 10. man? No, but he, no one makes it around Is he 10. your man? I don't know if he is, but... You've got he, to make that call now. But not, not till round 18, okay. 19. I, mean, I think the Kangaroos have got two months of clear air. No one's no one's doing anything at other clubs on... What you call it Alan Richardson or Brendan Bolton mm. or John Wood. Mm. No, there's no movement there till there's only a month to go in the season. At, at the earliest. This is, this is way ahead of time. We've never seen this at round 9 or 10. How many coaches, and it's a question without notice, Jared, does Craig Kelly manage that are in this position? Because that's a fascinating yeah, one for yeah. me as well. I think he, he How does he deal with that? Of them. How does yeah. he deal with the, yeah. the, the... So let's just pick off the, sort of the, the queries. So Carlton and Brendan Bolton, the query? Absolutely. Yeah, he, I, I, I don't think he'll be there next year. Essendon and John Walsfold, a query? Query. Fremantle and Ross Lyon from either side, a query? Yep. Uh, North Melbourne and Brad Scott are parting company. St Kilda and Alan Richardson. There's a trigger in the contract, so there's actually a requirement. Whether that comes into play or not is a query. Yep. 
Sydney and John Longmire, you think no, that John's happy to I, I think bed down there? Yeah, I think so. Do you think? Do you think absolutely Don Pike and Adelaide will continue on yes. no matter what? Yes, unless it was his. He, he's a multi-millionaire. Whether that, whatever that means, unless he's had enough of coaching. But from Adelaide's point yeah, of view, yeah, that's the out we gave last night. Yeah. He, he could just walk. Uh, he could walk. Absolutely, Adelaide want him as their man. Jared yeah. used that as one of his nine. <laughs> Alistair Clarkson and Hawthorne. We know that scenario. Would anybody have a run at Luke Beveridge and try to pry him out of the Ooh, Bulldogs? Wash your mouth out, Jared. <laughs> <laughs> Bob, answer <laughs> that one. No, I don't. No, no hey, chance. Bob, right. join in on this. There's a study being done, and I don't want to give away who, who did it and all that sort of stuff, but there's been a study done that if the likelihood of a coach winning a premiership is in the first five years. After that, the numbers drop significantly. It falls off the face of the earth. So if, you're, if you are a career coach, and we hate that term, but if you are a senior coach that's going to coach for 30 years, the likelihood of you being at one club is just unrealistic. Mm. So let, let's get our head around that these coaches can move around a fair bit and maybe coach four clubs. We really struggle with the Ross Lyon situation. How could he leave St Kilda and go to Freeman? I think that's a real discussion. If he left there again and went to Carlton or North Melbourne, let's just embrace that. So maybe you've got to get ahead of the curve a little bit if you are a, a, a loop beverage. So, OK, this is going perfectly, and he's setting this up really well. There's nothing wrong with jumping in, 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 to a new opportunity and leaving clubs in really healthy situations. I, I think it's a good conversation. What do you think, Bob? Oh, I, I think I think the the general theory there is sound. I just more from a, a knowing Luke and knowing the, the relationship the Bulldogs and and Luke have that on that specific. I I, I couldn't imagine that happening um, at all. But I but I I'm I'm listening and in, in intrigued about about this mysterious study, David. Where, where, yeah, where have you been no, hanging out you, at Monash University? You don't need to know the metrics, this, all the metrics this, and all the reasonings. He's been hanging out with Swamp on Twitter. No, I asked him, but he couldn't help me because he, oh, works, he works for another network. Oh, um, right, right. I forgot about that at the time. Um, but he's the man who has all the answers. No, it's, it was as part of a review, put it that way, a club yeah. review. All right, Sean is with us in Danny Nong. Welcome to you, Sean. Stop asking questions. Gentlemen, how are we all today? Good, Sean. <laughs> Passionate North Melbourne man, as most of you may or may not know. Um, I, I thank Brad for his time and effort. My um, little, little one, especially my boy who's turning 14, he fell in love with the Kangas at those finals on our way to two prelims. And I think to be in the job for nine and a half years is a wonderful achievement. I think maybe Brendan Joyce may need to move on and we find someone a little different with a different perspective. And Kingy, one from you, and I'm right on the Adam Simpson bandwagon. He was a fantastic leader and captain and now a great coach. Would you maybe throw just a couple of that $2.5 million at Lukey Hodge to get down to the club to be an assistant? Um, I don't think Luke will be leaving up there anytime soon. Um, so probably not. I, I'm, I'm going for the big fish. I'm going for the ones that have got experience and genuine know-how. Runs on the board. What Carousel has done with Richmond was fantastic. I'll be looking at Scarlett as a defensive coach. If I couldn't get him, I'd be going for Lepic. Um, you know, I think Voss would work beautifully with Lepic as his right-hand man. Craig Jennings, as I said, t- tactically brilliant. Sees the game like no other. And shore it up at the back office with Hamish Ogilvy. Mm. Job done, Jared. What else do you want to do this yeah, afternoon? Yeah, yeah, problem solved. <laughs> Next! <laughs> Just roll that screen back up for me so I can uh, pick off our callers and welcome them into crunch time. Good on you, Sean. Jimmy's from Maribyrnong. Welcome, Jimmy. G'day, boys. How are you going? Good. 
That's the way. Um, yeah, just want to uh, reiterate the last call of the sentiments towards Brad. Thank you for uh, last nine and a half years. Uh, Kingy, uh, uh, outside of loving to see you uh, in some capacity down at Arden Street again, um, I think uh, Adam Simpson is definitely a goer from my perspective. Carousel, what about Scott Burns and Brett Radden in some capacity or in combination um, and maybe Adam Kingsley, what are your thoughts on, on, on those couple? Yeah, and I think I think Robert Harvey should be in that discussion. There's a, there's a, there's a glut of assistant coaches that have been mentioned for other jobs before. That shouldn't go against them. It really shouldn't. They've they've stayed in the system and, mm. and if not, had had better seasons. I mean, Robert Harvey's assistant coaching CV would look quite strong now. But it's very hard to separate those guys unless you see them in action, and we we don't get we don't get into that the coach's box as often as we probably should, so we can celebrate these guys. I oh, know, and there's a school of thought amongst the next level, not the big fish that you're talking about, is that you don't apply. They're, they're, for whatever reason, that is out of favour. You, yeah. you don't apply and sit through the interview process, get down to the last four, and then you're out because they believe that that does damage to their brand. So. Be fascinating to see how North go about the process. Is I'm it thinking just plucking someone or opening it up. And if you go for an interview, make sure your laptop doesn't work. That's proven to be absolutely fantastic for Damien Harvey. <laughs> Didn't work. Yeah. Shoot it around instead. Good yeah. on you, Jimmy. Paul's in Brighton. Welcome, Paul. How you going, fellas? Good. Uh, early on, uh, latter part of last year, early this year, I said there were four blokes who can't get their clubs past a preliminary final. Pike, Lyon, Cameron and Brad Scott. I cannot believe you blokes won't seriously say, and I heard what Takingi said about in, in an ideal world, we don't live in an ideal world, mate. We live in a world of realistics. <laughs> I cannot believe you blokes aren't saying, if I was Ben Buckley, why am I not ringing Brett Ratton? He got absolutely stiffed at Carlton when he was doing a really good job. He's had great uh, and then moved on to Hawthorne. He's now gone to St Kilda. To me, Brett Brent is the outstanding candidate who is not currently an AFL senior coach. Yeah, good on you, Paul. Good call. Come on, you blokes. You gotta... I'll tell you what, though. If you've, got, if you've got three million to spend on coaches, you're nearly in that ideal world. <laughs> Mark Pitnett is going to <laughs> replace Mitch world. Lewis in the Hawthorne side. There's no change to Port Adelaide Bobs in Launceston. The 40-wing serious about sleep. Ladder update, no change to the ladder after the game at the SCG. The Pies remained in second place, so they're level on points with the Cats, pending what happens with Geelong on the Gold Coast, and the Swans are in 14th place. The game that's going to have the biggest, biggest ramifications is Adelaide and West Coast. It's the 12th. Twilight fixture, the Eagles six, the Crows are seventh and a game behind. Any size mattress at the price of a single at 40 winks. David King, Kane Corns, Jared Waitley, Bob Murphy will stretch our minds to the broader topics of the week coming up. We're at Marvel. Brad Scott's going to coach North Melbourne for the last time. It's all unfolding in the rooms downstairs. Award-winning crunch time. What the H is a deal on a Honda? Search Honda Offers to find out about our great deals. Head to Subway and try the new hot-grilled paninis. This is the last day of Brad Scott's tenure with North Melbourne. He'll coach them for the final time this afternoon and at a press conference tomorrow. Their decade-long relationship will come to a close. 
We've already seen Collingwood beat the Sydney Swans. What does it look like when North take the field against the Bulldogs? A unique circumstance, that's for sure. We'll follow it as it unfolds throughout the afternoon. In Launceston, Hawthorne and Port Adelaide, which has got a lot dangling from it also, we'll discuss all of this in the crunch for Scooty. A Scooty two-wheeled taxi leave boredom behind. Jared Waitley, David King, Kane Corns, and on duty in Tassie is Bob Murphy. As we uh, go on, there's, there's been a late nomination. Someone just caught me in the corridors out the back. Mark McClure is putting his hand up for the list management role. He said it could be quite brutal and it might be a bit hard to win games with four blocks left on your list. Can I ask you a serious mandatory, question? Um, would chairman of selectors? <laughs> would you be tempted? No, no, no. There's there's better people. We're, we're in don't, a be hum- don't, no, don't be humble. No, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm just thinking that there's guys that have dedicated their life to coaching and to you know, done it for 20 years. They've, they've just got so much deeper knowledge of the roles that you're playing catch-up. You, you can't come from outside in anymore. You'd have to go back and be an assistant for four or five years. I, I, I love the group that we've got to choose from. There's Would some... you sit on the coaching panel, Kingy? No, I don't asked. think so. I think they've got to... No, and that's a tough gig too. There's no joy there. Um, no, I, I think that they're well placed. And this is the luxury of time now. They get to select the right people to go on those committees mm. with a, a two-month head start on the next potential club that makes the same uh, decision, if they actually eventuate or not. So th- there's plenty of time for them. They'll, they'll make the right call. I've got, I've got great confidence in Ben Buckley now that now they're at this point. So, Jared, let's uh, can we have the most desirable? Let's just say that's Carlton, St Kilda, Essendon and Fremantle jobs and North Melbourne, there's five, are up for grabs. Before one o'clock, can we list the most desirable for a prospective coach Ooh. to come in oh, and take know. the job? Let's just get straight Gee. to it, Kane. That's Sweet. superb. <laughs> Yeah. Carlton's one. Bob. We, yeah. Can we, yep. How many things can we fix in one weekend, Jerry? We'll, we'll just reshape the whole line. Can, can we get the mid-season trade-up by Monday? Do you think? <laughs> um, so Carlton, Essendon, Fremantle, North Melbourne, St Kilda. Bob, if you were a a prospective um, coach, yep. which job would you most like? Uh, my, I'm with Kate. Carlton is the one that is my is where my instinctive reaction is for. Straight off the yeah, with, with straight off the top of my head. Do you mm. want the order? It's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's Carlton. One to eighteen, yeah. if you can. So why? why <laughs> let, no, let's just explore the why. Because they've got they've got it there. They've they've got the talent. Talent is a is an interesting word, isn't it? But they have potential stars in that list. If you can come in and you're a big club, a big Melbourne club, which which I like. I think there's some romance behind that. You've got the pieces there. All you have to do is put them in the right place. They've played enough games of footy together. You've got outstanding leaders there. You've got potentially the best player in the game. Um, you've got the the resources behind you. Um, I th- and I and I think their fo- I think their form this year has been has been solid with two disasters. So, so, so something is ob- something is missing now. Whether that's the coach, I'm, I don't know. We don't know, but. There's, that's that's why I have them at the top because mm. part of the person the, the personnel they've got is is exciting. Look at the spine of, of Carlton. I'm Essendon that's over Carlton. Good. Okay. I'm Essendon over Carlton because they they're already there. They they they've they've, they've matured. Mm-hmm. They're still not getting the best out of that group. And the Danaher the consistent Fantasia and Danaher injury impact on this group significant. 
And this goes to the discussion we were having before. I know the typical cycle of these things. That once one club is flushing out the market, this is where it gets interesting. Is I think whether you move or not, you have to decide whether you're going to be in the market now earlier. Not right now, but you have to know. Because if you think you have the most desirable job, you don't want the most desirable candidate locking in somewhere else before you even told him that you were gettable. I, I differ on that. I think the point where you know you haven't got the man. Yeah. So this is, is you cut the cord regardless of what yeah. it is. Because you're living a lie. From that point forward, you're living a lie. So when Brad walked into that board meeting and said, look, guys, clearly we're going down different paths. In effect, I'm not your man. That should have been the day it finished. Okay, we're doing this. Yep, let's work out the financials. Let's shake hands. Let's get ahead of any potential problems. Let's handle it from a PR point of view to our fans and the broader footy community from that moment. I don't know whether clubs need to make those decisions now. I mean, on Worsfold or Bolton or... I hate talking about coaches yeah, because no, you put pressure so on it's not the Yeah, I just think... I think at the buy there are clubs who will be sitting down going, is, is this our guy? Yeah. Because this is... It's going to be one of those highly unusual. It's going to be both a buyer's and a seller's market. That's normally round 18, though, so, isn't it? Yeah, that's so you, right. So you think that's that'll be round August. 13? I think those internal conversations will now be brought forward because there's a possibility of a critical mass of teams who are getting into that market. What about, what about the notion that... And history that... says this is what happens. Is Essendon punted Kevin Sheedy on the back of Carlton punting Dennis yeah. Pagan because yeah. they needed to get themselves into the market. It was so, a false market. What, what about... What about what Brad Scott's done to the coaches by walking in and having an amicable conversation and being so um, so amiable and saying, okay, let, let's just let's just talk about this. But that's never happened before. So it's a really interesting case study. So other than the timing, which has been a disaster from yeah. Friday night, Robbo drops it at five o'clock and a game now. They're going to go to that press conference say at midday tomorrow, and it's going to be the the best partying of ways we've probably ever seen. And so what, yes, what does that look like so to others? Who are going, that was, so the, that was the old rule. Well, that was the old rule amongst coaches, wasn't it? That, well, we're all going to get sacked eventually. And this is this is different to that. But, but I, I mean, specifically, Bob, so Brendan Bolton, for instance, walks into the next board meeting mm. and they say, well, what sort of conversation are we going to have here? You're still mm. the man? You, you're yeah. still, we're still going the right direction? You, you're still the man? Mm. If there's any wavering, it's almost like Brad... Well, Brad Scott walked in and said this... Why aren't you saying that? It's a bit different. Like it's, it's just put pressure on them a little bit. Mm. So as I understand, the meeting's just broken downstairs, uh, Brad and the players. So we have Scott Thompson booked. We'll just see what's going to unfold. He, he could be the most impacted player by Brad leaving, you know. Yep. He, he sets up the game to have Scott, Scott Thompson free. Mm. And, and the new coach comes in and says as well, why are we... Playing a 33-year-old. This is the comp. This is this is what's happening as a player. This is why I say you're you're angry as a player driving to the ground. What benefit to North Melbourne but have there, to, there. to 30, play? Th- there's a lot of 33-year-olds. I understand out there. that, but not not when the coach has just walked out after round 10. And if the message does, is to go young, he doesn't know that. But that's the questions that would be rolling the, the, around in his head. We can the, ask. The him. problem is there is no one else to play that role. Mm. I, I think I'd, in an ideal world they don't have Scott Thompson playing the key role that he's playing. At yeah, the I saw the the footage you showed. The injury the list week, is, is uh, unreal. Uh, with them freeing up Scott Thompson, you, you, you highlighted that from behind the goals very well. So, The loss of Mad Jack Dor has been unbelievably significant on this back six. 
This is the crunch for the quickest way to leave the MCG. Scooty, your two-wheeled taxi. Download the app today. What's did going on? To, did we get to a second team? Who's uh, who is? So, so who's Park, the, Park Carlton yeah. and Essendon. Who, who, who's the list after that? This is what fascinates. Where, well, where do the kangaroos sit on this pecking order of bottom two? Bob and uh, Canes. Where, where, where are you with North, Bob? No, I, I, I just can't quite get a read on North. They've, <laughs> they've, they've, with the recruiting of this year and tough. I, it's, You're not least, selling it to me, Bob. No, I'm not all, selling I, I it can't. to me. I'm not. No, I, 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 it would be, it would be one of the least desirable, if not the most. Oh well, we now have to lock them in showcase style. So, Oof. Kane, you're Carlton. Who's who's the two? I'm Carlton, Essendon, Fremantle, St Kilda, North Melbourne. And Bob? I'm locked in with Kane there. Oh, hey, hey, whoa, whoa, stop. Stop. Did we just agree? Yeah, we did. Absolutely in lockstep. Does this mean we've just become best friends? I'm I'm lying on the floor here in Launceston. Hang on. I have to have a lie down here. The place just shook. I swear, the place just shook. We need kingies. We need kingies now. Oh, well, I'm Essendon in front of Carlton. Yep. And I've been that way for a little while. Um... Fremantle, yeah, Fremantle. St Kilda and North Melbourne are line ball for me. St Kilda probably got some A graders that the Kangas don't have. So we all agree. But but no oh, one no, said. Yeah, but yeah. can I just say on these discussions, the, the the talk of St Kilda was that they didn't have an A grader on their list and didn't have one coming for till three Olympics time. <laughs> and then you see Billings go where he's gone and Gresham go where he's gone. So things can change really quickly. Mm. Mm. They so, can. Kane and I are in agreement. Yeah. I, <laughs> In agreement. <laughs> That's it. Uh, what's going on with Bryce Gibbs at Adelaide, Kane? Oh, yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't know, Jared. Uh, I was critical of his form early, um, and he, he, he got dropped for a week and uh, stayed out for a couple, came back in, was a late change. He has had no continuity with his footy, but I watched him, and um, admittedly from the TV against Brisbane last week, and if he wasn't one of their better players, I think he was the fifth-ranked player on the ground, whatever that means, 22, a couple of goals, eight contested, eight score involvements, and he's been dropped. I would have dropped five players before I dropped Bryce Gibbs on evidence from what I saw last week. I wouldn't have Ellis Yolman in front of him. I wouldn't have Jones. I wouldn't have McKay. Um, so there's just three I've named. There's, there's a couple more. So I don't know what's going on. You, you recruited him for a reason. They haven't played him in the position that they recruited him to do, and that was to bolster the midfield. Um, so it's strange, and I'm equally as confused as what's going on with Jenkins, because you've given this guy a five-year deal at reportedly six to seven hundred thousand. He can't get a game after kicking six and being best on ground in the sample last week and biding his time. Lynches are laid out. They don't go to Jenkins after a Lynches are laid out. They've gone to Seedsman. It's I'm confused, highly confused. Mm. All right, let's clear the break because Scott Thompson we think is going to join us in a moment's time on crunch time after brad scott's had the impromptu team meeting he will have confirmed to them that he is coaching them for the last time and there'll be a press conference tomorrow to bring his decade at the helm to a close there's no change to either side north melbourne and the bulldogs go behind the stories with damian barrett in his new podcast in the game every thursday on 1116 sen the award-winning crunch time what the H is a deal on a Honda? Search Honda Offers to find out about our great deals. Head to Subway and try the new hot grilled paninis. This is the crunch for Scooty. Make your trip exciting. Scooty two-wheeled taxis. Ticking through the issues of the week. Scott Thompson, 
we think, will join us when he walks out of the North Melbourne rooms. They've been pretty lively. They've had the meeting with Brad Scott. They will have been told he's coaching them for the last time this afternoon. The Joe Danaher scenario, Kane. Um, a disaster for Essendon. Yep. 12 months that it's hard not to second guess. Impossible not to second guess. I heard bits and pieces with your interview, which was excellent with uh, Dan Richardson during the week. Jared, you asked all the hard questions. He answered them without a shred of regret, I don't think, or admission that they mismanaged him whatsoever. So you can only take the club at their word, but I'd be staggered if there's not a full-blown review into the, the way that they've handled their player for the second time in two years. Well, I think last year it was three games in, a, in 11 days or something like that. This year it was two, day, two games um, in a short period of time. So you got your biggest asset. Um, and he's not going to play for two years, so there'll be some serious questions there. And for him, Bob, do you sort of do you worry that in the peak years of his career he's not getting a fair crack at it? Yeah, I think I'm I'm worried now. That's what, seven games last year, four this year. He's 25. Um, you know, we've seen his potential right from the first moments of him. You know, even before that he was drafted, we've seen him at his best. Even you know, just saw how damaging he was as recently as Anzac Day. And now you, now you do worry. I, I still would back him in. 25, still plenty of time left, but there is that query. I, think, gee, I, hope, I just hope Joe gets a, gets a run at it, but um, that's two, two wasted years now. Bob, should the players take active responsibility in curbing the abuse and questioning of umpires out on the field? Uh, well, they should, and if, and if they don't, they're going to be made to, so that the, the fines, you know, Players need to need to wake up that the the signs are, are really clear that this is a, this is a, a big ticket item for the AFL. So it, it needs to be done morally and ethically. But if but if they, if they don't, well they're they're going to get they'll, they'll get smashed. So it's a pretty easy choice, I think. Well said. I've uh, in, really enjoyed this conversation during the week, and it's had me thinking. Um, one of my first memories, I used to go through Dad's videos at home. He had a whole stack of footy videos, and it was my favourite thing to do as a kid. One day, I discovered a video. And it was him, it was the coach's box recording of the EJ Witten game, State of Origin, South Australia versus Victoria. And the microphone and the cameras was just not on the game, just on the coach's box. And my dad was as aggressive towards the umpire as I've ever seen. Now, I may have been eight, nine, ten at the time. Bold thought, oh, Well, this is... <laughs> and it was extraordinary. Never heard my father speak like this. There was, you know, everything under the sun, every expletive directed a lot towards the umpire. Not just at them, but a lot. And I grew up hating umpires. And I played like I hated umpires. That commentary has probably been biased towards the way I cover them in the media. And I reckon it's wrong, and I reckon I've had to reflect a little bit, and, and it's Dad wrote an article in the paper yesterday about his relationship with them. My brother's the same. He can't stand them. He's had his issues as runner. So as a family, we've been horrific when it comes to umpires, and I heard a caller to your show during the week, Jared, Ross, who, said, was. Who, who will not go to the footy because he's... His daughter said she won't go to the footy with him because the way he speaks about umpires. He's changed. If Ross has changed... I'm vowing to try and change. Oh. This is Rocky Ford it is. stuff. If I could change yep. and you could change, <laughs> because it's we could change. all change. The right thing because my, and I've said it, <laughs> I've said it. This is there, therapy. There's oh, a lack it. of talent coming through in the umpiring ranks. There's a lack of depth. So if we can get umpires to put their hand up at a young age because they're treated better, 
then the depth of umpiring is going to be better and we have a better game and a better spectacle. So it's the right thing to do. Good stuff. There you go. Stay close to you and see and how that, that goes. And that video of Dad, I don't think it's... Once he discovered that I've seen it, he wasn't too happy. So just, just while we're cleansing souls on the crunch, um, where do you and Paddy Dangerfield go from here? Yeah, it's a good one, and that's another re- another can, reflection. Can I, the two of you dial it down? Can you find a middle yeah, ground? I'm... I'm so happy to walk away and just call it as I see it because I've given my thoughts. It dragged on for four days too long, and that was probably my as much my fault, but I felt like I just wanted to get one last saying because I, I, I felt he unfairly misinterpreted the way that I cover the game, so I just wanted to get that. I get the sense without knowing that he's angry, and it's unusual for Paddy to be angry because last time I said that about him was two years ago, and I walked into a coffee shop two days later. He's in Adelaide. And he shook my hand, we laughed, he got me in a headlock and I put a picture on Twitter about it. This time I don't get the sense that he's willing to do that. I tried to get him on the show yesterday, Jared, and he, and he said no, which says to me that he's probably the most accessible player in the game. He wouldn't come on, so he's, he's angry. Perhaps I'll ring him. Perhaps, perhaps that's the first call, whether he takes my call or not. Perhaps I'll ring him because I think he's great for the game. I've said it at length. I'm disappointed that a 17-minute TV show... 20 seconds of it was clipped up and it was the story of the week So before Brad Scott. So maybe I'll ring him this week. Do you think about your relationship with the current day players? Or A not? little bit. I, Paul Marsh rang me um, in March and he said, look, getting some feedback. Some of the players are, are unhappy with what you're saying. My rebuttal to that is I think my balance of positive versus negative is is more on the positive side. Yes, I'm probably more critical of the current player than most commentators, so I understand that. And once again, that's something that I'll need to have a look at and, and think if it's the right way to cover the game. But equally, I think I say many positive things about players that don't get picked up. Yep. And that's frustrating for me. Yep, yep. But the, and the AFL dot com show is classic is so i watch that each saturday morning and the one that's pulled out will be your most negative yes, comment yeah. which is intermingled amongst yeah. 17 minutes but you can i mean you are um it's it's not right to say it it's clickbait but it is the so what's kane said mm. overnight mm. and that's not and i have nothing to do with yeah well, and you know that yeah but yeah. maybe the average person doesn't know that i don't put the headline up and Oh, I mean, it's, yeah. So uh, maybe I speak to my employer, and and SEN's the same. Usually it's a, it's a often it's a ne- not usually, but often it's a negative headline that because people click through. But once again, like this morning, I just said Brody Grundy's the best player in the game, and I've loved. I've, you know, I went on two minutes to speak about him. I hope we talk about that. Kane Corn said this about Brody Grundy. Um, yep. So that's just a, no a small frustration. Yeah. <laughs> the Crunch, the quickest way to leave the MCG scooter, your two-wheeled taxi, download the app today. So we've got a couple of minutes left here. Bob, what do you think will happen this afternoon in this game at Marvel, North Melbourne and the Bulldogs? The short answer is I, I have no idea, Jared. And, I, and I, I was, I'm so intrigued about emotionally how, how North Melbourne um, meet the contest. I'm equally as... Um, intrigued about how how the Bulldogs counter counteract that. Kingy was expecting um, you know there to be an edge to the game. If I if I was to to predict an 
you know how the game would feel. I would, I would, I was thinking the exact opposite. I, I'm expecting a really flat North Melbourne, but I, but I, but again, I put, um, I put it to you that I, I don't know. It's it's such an unusual situation for those players, and I, and I just would add that I I think there's also for the North Melbourne players. I think there can be both of you know they would have listened to Brad Scott. They've you know been in the trenches with him for ten years. I think. I think it's understandable for them to say, you know, Brad is there as, as a friend of theirs, shake his hand, thanks for your time, and also go out and, and be genuinely flat with yep. with mm. with their performance just because of um, it just puts them in a rudderless kind of position for, for this for the short term anyway. Kane, what do you think? To, yeah, if I had to predict it, Jared, I think highly competitive for three quarters. Um, but then I, I just think the Bulldogs have too much class in, in their in their team and that class should come out in the second half. Okay, so that uh, is what we think might happen this afternoon. Don't forget to grab your AFL record this weekend. Still just $5. Thanks to Karcher, the official 2019 partner of the AFL record. Uh, Bob, enjoy Launceston. Fascinating game. Thanks, boys. Go well. Hawthorne and Port Adelaide at Marvel. Come on, the It's power. the Bulldogs and North Melbourne. So that's been the first Domino Falls edition of Crunch Time. In round 10, Brad Scott to coach his last game at North Melbourne and hold a press conference tomorrow, and they will bring 10 years together to a close. This has been Crunch Time. Know what the H you're getting. Search Ask Honda and try the new hot grilled paninis at Subway.